Peace. Can you hear me? I can. Yay. Hi. Yo, all right. So you know you're being recorded right this very second. This very second. Yes. <laughs> Yo, welcome everybody to another episode of the Hood Health Podcast. I have my guest, Lisa Ebony, here. And we're going to be, talk- <laughs> <laughs> be talking about um, breastfeeding, uh, titty rubbing, and um, hip hop. And all that kind of stuff mixed together just because breastesses. Breastesses. You know, yes. breastesses. Yes, yes. And tickle bitties and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's funny. <laughs> you know, it, it, I wanted to put it out there like that because, you know, I've known you for a minute. Um, and when we were doing the um, Breastfeeding Awareness Month, uh, a couple of years back, right. you know, um, you were with one of your children. You, you know, you have several pictures of you breastfeeding on Facebook. Um, yeah. Wait, question: Did yeah. some of your pictures ever get flagged off of Facebook? A lot of my pictures um, of nursing have been flagged. Yes. Yeah. Nothing's ever. So things have been like temporarily taken down or reviewed or whatever, but I've never had anything actually removed, which I was surprised by because the picture that you used for the meme, um, the picture that we're talking about now, that one, you can actually see a little nipple. That was my daughter, Sequoia. She was a few months old in that picture. And uh, she, so she, she had kind of fallen off at the time that I ended up snapping the selfie. Um, so that one did get flagged a few times and for some reason it was allowed to stay up. I didn't get too much, uh, flack over that, but it was, it was reported several times after you made the meme. I mean, when it was just my picture, I don't think, I I mean, I didn't have as many followers or anything at that point. It was basically just my community of friends, um, Mm -hmm. who are all very used to seeing me nurse, whether in person or in selfie, (laughs) But, but once you made the meme, was around more um yeah yeah it definitely it got reported and then some of my other pictures got reported it's interesting it's interesting that that happened because um like i said you know we we saw you know i saw the picture we breastfeeding you know and with hood health you know one of the one of the ethics or, or, or things that we use is we try to you know i shouldn't even say try we do and we do very successfully so nice we utilize the language of hip-hop you know, to, um, to reach people with messages that might not normally get the message if it's spoken in another manner. Right. You know, so we utilize the context of hip hop. So, you know, with your meme, for those who haven't seen it, you know, um, for those who haven't seen it, you can go to after this show, you can go to uh, Hood Health, you know, on IG or Instagram. And after this show, you, I will post it up again. Um, where you can see it on um, on our IG, the Hood Health IG, which you already should be following anyway. If you're not, you you find <laughs> yourself. Um, yet we use you know that line from Biggie, you know, you know, um, yeah. you know. Well, in the in the uh, edited version, ladies, you know, but you know, in the original, yeah, in the in the, in the original version, it says bitches, rub your titties if you love hip hop, and then. We added on another line, at, which was, um, "If you love your babies, you know let the." And you know, oh, go ahead. I said, which it literally does. <laughs> and it's crazy because you know it, it, that picture, which I, you know, when I was looking at that picture, you just happened to have a copy of the Hood Health book in the background, 
So it ended up being really, really, you know, kind of classic, you know, on that level. Yet it really was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost just like you know, like we set it up, which we did it. But you know, this is just that. This is just the effect that you know, Hood Health, the handbook has, meaning that if you haven't got your copy, once again, get your copy. You know, you get Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll always be reading. It'll be laying around whenever you're doing healthy stuff or right. trying to think about doing unhealthy stuff. But, you know, one of the the, the uh, feedbacks, you know, when I was uh, talking to you about it, uh, posting up the meme was that all of a sudden you got all of these requests um, yeah. on Facebook and especially from a whole bunch of dudes. It was all dudes. It wasn't. <laughs> It was literally all men. I never had followers until that day. I literally never had followers until that day. I mean, I post things publicly on my Facebook every once in a while. I don't. Um, there's some things, you know, family things or specific locations will be at or whatever that I keep private or just for my friends list. Um, but there are things that I post publicly and I, I've just never had much of a public following but I literally like I remember you posted it I want to say in like the mid-afternoon all, all I know is by the time I went to bed that night my I turned off my notifications on Facebook because I was tired of seeing it and I had jumped up to like 85 90 followers these weren't even people sending me friend requests they were just like click follow how often wow. is this shit gonna post her titties? And it's like I don't really. And I want to I want to get back to that. I want to get back to that, but I definitely want to deal. You know, I want to <laughs> dig into the uh, the breastfeeding aspect. But we're gonna deal. You know, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that because yeah. you know hip hop titty rubbing. You, know, you know, it was it was interesting to to get that feedback from you because you know. Um, you know, I was I was talking to a friend of mine who's a doula and another friend of mine who's a midwife, and you know, I, I mentioned the episode back when it happened, and seriously, it never crossed my mind that that would happen. You know, right. because right. you know, if I want to see titties, I don't necessarily peruse you know breastfeeding mothers. You know, there's a whole bunch of other free shit on you know live if you want to see titties, <laughs> but you know. To, to really see that reaction, it, it really made me, you know, think about, you know, sexualization and, and things of this nature. But we're going, we're going to circle back, you know, about that. Breastfeeding. So, how many children do you have? I have four now. Four now. When I met I... you, you had one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Ezekiel. Ezekiel was the one and only then. You know, and so, what's the, what's the ages that you have? Um, right now Ezekiel my oldest Ezekiel will be 10 next month January and uh, I have a four and a half year old daughter quest I have a two and a half year old daughter Koya Sequoia um, and then Onyx is almost 10 months old so <laughs> it was interesting because you know when I met you you only had Ezekiel so I didn't really know you know your background with him since that time of course I've known that you breastfed you know right. The, the, your other three but you know you let me know that you also breastfed you know Ezekiel yeah you know? yeah so, it's always been important to me Ezekiel um I mean even before Ezekiel before I, I even knew that motherhood was actually coming 
I always knew I wanted to at least attempt breastfeeding. And I think that most women do, honestly, I, I think. But it it is difficult, and it's a commitment, and there's a lot of issues around it that don't always make it easy for women, you know? Right. So, Did you come from a family? Were you, were you best breastfed? I was not breastfed. No. Um, I'm sorry, what? No, no, go ahead. I, I, just, I was on formula very early. I had a lot of uh, stomach issues, I guess, when I was a baby. And I was supposedly allergic to my mother's breast milk. So she put me on formula after a couple weeks. Uh-huh. That's interesting because I don't know any statistics or anything about that. But I would hazard to guess that the least thing that a, that a child would be uh-huh. allergic to would be their mother's own milk. You know, I would, I would guess that too. <laughs> you, know, you know, seeing that the whole milk thing, you know, milk, you know, uh, does the body good. Um, the yes. milk, you know, uh, the proper milk at the proper time does the body good. You know, right. the, the, right. the context of milk is, is, you know, it's generated, you know, by the mother, by, you know, those who are, are, are mammals are, are, you know, for those who don't see that mammals, even though they are um, humans also they're generated by the mother you know the milk is tailored to that particular organism for yes. its, its growth period so yes. like you know human milk is is geared toward the growth and development of the human child you know exactly. if anything is tailored to the human body it, it, it's you know your mother's milk but there's probably minor cases of that but it's interesting that you say about the formula because what happened one thing i know that happened you know, at a certain point in, in the 60s and in the 70s and stuff, is that formula was being pushed so hard um, and it was being pushed as an alternative, you know, to breast milk that doctors really, really did go out there and basically try to tell mothers that you're going to get more nutrition, you know, out of, you know, um, you know formula right. you know, versus breast milk, you know, with the other, they didn't add on with the other thing which is of course you need a healthy diet of course you need everything done right and exact so produce good and healthy you know yes. but that propaganda was pushed out there so it's interesting to see um certain ages you know uh, of of people who have formula and now this kind of the pendulum's kind of swinging back you know to, to oh, yeah. you know which is a, which is a good thing um but around you the community around you did were other women your age um, who had children, were they breastfeeding also or were they going to formula? No, no, I was, um, I mean, in my immediate group, especially at the time Ezekiel was born 10 years ago, I was one of the only, well, I was at least the only one in my group that was exclusively breastfeeding. Um, mm-hmm. I did have friends that would nurse um, and supplement with bottles every once in a while. Um, but most of the people around me, even now, quite honestly, use a formula. Breastfeeding is, um, it happens a lot, but not exclusively, like I said. But I also think that that is because of just society and the way things that are set up in general. You know what I mean? It's very hard. I've been fortunate in a roundabout way of being able to make my money and support my family in a way that allows breastfeeding to continue if I had to go back to work. Right. You know, had to pump all the time to make that possible. Pumping is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's you know much more uncomfortable and and while it still supplies your baby um with milk which is perfect right that's great it still does not it, it doesn't do anything for the bond that builds between mother and child when you're nursing also you know so i think that's part of the reason why it's difficult for mothers to keep up i pumped with Sequoia because I went back to work when she was around seven months old and I wasn't done nursing her. So at nighttime I could nurse her, but during the day I had to pump and it was miserable. It's right. Really and so for most of the people around me, you know, with our um, socioeconomic backgrounds, just our lifestyles, most of the people around me, I mean, women got to go back to work. They got to work. And right. pumping, like I said, can be difficult. It runs. So, so supplementing with um, formula is, is pretty common around me, even though it's not necessarily by choice. Right, right, right. Um, another question, you know, um, your, your circle around you while you were doing it was your family and your friends. Um, how did they take to it? Were they supportive? Were they like, yo, could you put that, could you put them back in your bra? Um, yeah. can you go do it in the toilet, please? Yes. Yeah, I got a lot of that from family mostly. I, I mean, my girlfriends um, around me, it would be a lot of support. Um, they appreciated what I was doing, but there was also a lot of, um, you know, I could never breastfeed so long because of this, this, and this, or how do you do it even when you have this, this, or this? Um, so they, they were supportive. Um, without necessarily being, I, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? They were supportive. They just, they, they didn't really understand it, I guess. It's like, it seemed a lot of them were like, man, once you make it past, you know, the first six weeks, what's the point even they've built their immunity. Like they don't need it anymore. That kind of thing. So it kind of, a lot of, a lot of my girlfriends, not family, but a lot of my girlfriends, I mean, we were all becoming mothers for the first time around the same time. And so to them, it kind of seemed like more than a commitment to the baby. It was like this very selfless act. Like, how is Lisa such a good mom? How does she do this? Um, you know, so, and I, I say that to kind of shed a light on the, maybe like the competition, I feel like that, comes between women when it comes to things like nursing i you know i think becoming a mom especially in our society there's a there's a you compare yourself to other people so my nursing exclusively um ezekiel had a mixed reaction a lot because any time that my girlfriends you know would pull out a formula bottle for their baby it was almost like they felt like they needed to explain to me why their baby was on formula even though i was sitting there breastfeeding not that i ever asked them for an explanation right. you know what I mean? but even when we're making choices that work better for our lifestyle we're still kind of looking at other people feeling judged if we're not judging ourselves you know yeah yeah um, so there was definitely support but there was also a kind of uh, like a questioning you know what i mean an uncertainty as to how i could do it or why i did it and as far as my family is concerned it was just um you know they always expected me to cover up to keep it private to excuse myself from the table if i was going to nurse i got a lot of 
you're making your uncle uncomfortable with your breast out or your grandfather doesn't want to see that or is it appropriate to nurse like that and um, it's, 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 it's real interesting. That's a real interesting dynamic, you know, in terms of the, the male members of, of the family. Um, you know, the whole, the whole like, um, and and once again, you know, I can use this to circle back around. The whole thing is like, yo, your your <laughs> uncle, your your grandfather, they don't have control over seeing you. You're seeing your titty sexually. You know what I'm saying? So can right. you please not, you know, show it, even though it's in a totally non-sexual way? That's what I always thought so ridiculous. I, I just always kind of felt like, man, if we're all sitting at the table and you're concerned that any man, let alone a family member, which by the way would never happen, that is not how the men in my family are <laughs> at all. But it's like, if we were anywhere in the world and you felt like any man related to me or not was sexualizing me, wouldn't the responsibility be on that man to behave better and not on me under any circumstances? Right. Um, and, and quite honestly, I was a new mom mm -hmm. um, and I did want to be respectful of people. It did. I did in the beginning use blankets to cover what was happening as if it was some sort of secret. Yeah, you did. I did. I mean, what's wrong with you? God, no, not at all. I mean, I was to the point where it's like, after literally a few weeks, I don't even think Ezekiel was a month old before I finally was just like, check it out. This is this is everybody's opportunity to look away because Lisa's about to flop out her titty and feed her baby. Like, I would literally announce it just to see who I could make uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, 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 oh, I know. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Um, let's, uh, let's take a, let's take a little break. And what I'm going to do is... You know, I'm gonna um I'm gonna sign off and then you're gonna get that other link again and we're gonna do part two. Wicked. All right, I'm here. All right. All right. So, you know, this ain't it, y'all. Make sure you 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 you, you keep tuning in to um breastfeeding, titty rubbing, and um hip hop. All right. So much more. What's that? I said so much more. So much more. There's so much more, you know, hood health, hood health, hood health. Oh, we're back. Oh, we're back. oh yes, 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 yes. Yo, so I wanted to 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 add on to you know the whole um uh male female the net dynamic, you know, um because there's something that you know probably needs to be brought up, you know, on a subtle level. I'm not saying that it, it is it was relevant to your situation. I can see it being relevant in, in society on various different levels. So, right. you know, we mentioned about that, you know, you, you being chastised, breastfeeding, you know, from members of your family um, because, you know, that the male quote unquote members, you didn't want to see all that, you know, and, right. and, and that being related to, you know, what was really being said is they cannot take your 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 breast outside of a sexual context and many times it's the women who are doing the admonishing you know what i'm saying meaning that it's, it's it's the women of the families who are who who are you know addressing the breastfeeding mother and the reason that i wanted to bring this up is it's because many times in many families what we don't talk about is that 
different levels of sexual abuse going on. Right. So the female members, and for anybody who's going to try to police my language, notice that I'm using female and male. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, just referring to women as female. I'm not just referring to, you know, men as, as men. I'm referring to female and males. Um, right. Yet, you know, many times what happens is many of the female members of a family are privy to uh, that abuse because many times they've gone through it. Right. And so on a subtle, on a sub, subtle level, they're saying, listen, you know, you need to be as non-sexual as possible, you know, in right. their eyes, because the male members of the family, there's some who, you know, are creepy. You know, and that falls back in terms of, you know, um, which is kind of this dichotomy, you know, which is, you know, sexualization, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, uh, anything, you know, can be sexualized, you know what I'm saying? You know, it can be turned on and turned off. Some things are sexual for people that, you know, aren't sexual for people. You know, some people, you know, some dudes are ass dudes, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Some dudes are good dudes. Some dudes, you know, a woman smoking a cigar is sexy. Some, you know, when wearing, you know, lace garters is sexy. And so different things can be turned on or turned off or relative to a context. You know, for instance, you know, you definitely, you know, as a dude, you know, seeing, you know, a nice pair of, of, of breasts on a woman is very appealing. You know what I'm saying? Right. To me. Yet when I walk into the museum, and see a billion and one paintings, you know, of, of nude women does nothing for me. You okay. know what I'm saying? Does nothing for me. And so within within the the, the the mental landscape, there's definitely a way that you can um contextualize it, you know, for I'm using a stupid bit word for no reason. But then <laughs> you could see it as sexy or you could see it as not, you know, and for, to, to really put out there that the only way that you're able to see it is sexy, that says more about you than the woman who was breastfeeding because that is very, very natural. Oh, yeah. I don't even think there's necessarily a problem with finding a woman sexy while she's breastfeeding. Right. I feel like as a woman, I don't have a problem with my man especially the father of the child that i am nursing for mm-hmm. instance right looking at me while i am the child that we created and finding that beautiful and arousing it's right. sexualizing the act of nursing itself that makes you a creep you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like i don't every woman's body i mean i there's nothing wrong with being sexy I'm sexy I'm gorgeous I really like me and I feel like it's fine for that to be appreciated or noticed that doesn't bother me but to reduce this body and to reduce what it does to simply being an object you know it really is the objectification it's the idea that like that you know the only reason I'm sexy is because I turn you on or the only function of my body is to turn you on. That's when it becomes a problem and that's when it becomes degrading. And that's when women start to be like, you're a fucking creep star. What's your problem? You know? Right, right, right. Now, 
in terms of you know you know original woman and, and for those who are going to be listening to hood health forever original is the is, is the word for 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 people of color we utilize various different terms we either utilize original we'll utilize uh global majority um those terms you know so if you you if you're listening you should already be subscribed and you should already be planning to listen to everything else we put out so get used to it um yes yes original women, we like original we can stick to original with me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can rock that you know original women you know what are some of the challenges um i'm gonna circle back to the to the secular thing and just to put the hip-hop thing out there what's real interesting yeah. about hip-hop is is that there is from a casual observance of hip-hop um there seems to be you know there is a, a weighted more uh glorification of the gluteus maximus that's right. clear you know there's a billion and one songs about twerking you know you know even fucking sir mixcott song I, I was at a wedding and they played fucking <laughs> No, sir, mix a lot. You know, I like big butts, and I'm like, this is playing at the fucking wedding. What is going yeah, on? Is. You know, but a little, a little, a little hip hop trivia though is that he also made a follow up to that. Now oh, yeah. he made a follow up to that glorifying titties, of course. Called yeah, put them on the glass. See, yeah, you're from the west. <laughs> you know, seems like people out east they didn't really know that. They didn't really know about put them on the glass. Oh, you know that's what Hey, hey. It wasn't it was, it was the, the weak sequel. I mean it wasn't as good as mm-hmm. um as you know, I like big butts. What's the name of that song? Why can't I remember that because it's not called I Like Big Butts. No, I know it's not. I know it's not. <laughs> but either way, either way. Put them on the glass. I remember put them on the glass. You know what's interesting about put them on the glass? Wait, well about about the first song. We're just gonna call it Big Butts. Um right? about the first song is is that there clearly was, and this is a, a hood health ethic. There clearly was a um, a jab or a discussion in terms of contrasting, you know, the stereotypical, you know, original bodies of black woman's um, body type. Yes, yes. white women compared to what was popular. Right, 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 and like what is being force fed down everybody's eye hole yes it's very true and, you know in, in the beginning of the video you didn't have the two white women you know discussed it with the big butt you know? oh my god and that is probably the <laughs> first contextual usage once again right. I, I like to use contextual um it's very nice right. word but of that <laughs> of the white a white woman being uh a referred um being characterized as a becky yes that is probably the first time that it was used in such a manner that's where it started with me. I mean, and it stuck with me my whole life. Both my daughters tease all the time and call each other Becky. Oh my God, Becky happens all the time in this house. And that's definitely where it started with me because I, you know, where I was raised and where I grew up. Right. There were a lot of Beckys. So <laughs> it's interesting because, like I said, once again, you know, this is why hip hop is such a great teaching tool because it's not just a song about ass. It's a it's a song about you know um celebrating a body type that's that that is actually you know um not celebrated in society and also contrasting that you know with you know a body type you know which has you know once again racial connotations um that is overly celebrated in society you know and so you know 
you don't usually think well, of Well, I mean, at that point, at the time that the song came out, I don't. E- it wasn't even just that they weren't celebrated; it's that they weren't acknowledged. Right, right, right. and you know, what? there's no acknowledgement whatsoever. Right, right, and then it was like denigrating. You know, like literally, like yeah. like I always tell people when I came through high school, like, yo, like big butts you know what i'm saying amongst black dudes of course you know big butts with big butts you know what i'm saying but in general you know what i'm saying like in other in other uh ethnic groups like white ethnic group like yo that big butt like that was like shunned you know what i'm saying like the biggest the at the time the music reflected you know um especially in like music that was played on mtv and stuff at the time legs was the thing for white women. Oh right. You know what yes. I'm saying? Long, long legs. Long legs. You got legs. That basically went right into their back. Right. See now you go. It's like there. long legs. You go in there. You shoot in the dark. No, I'm sorry. It's you know. And such a generalization that is not true. Can I just say that two of my girlfriends, Jen and Drea, what's up? Both white girls booty's much bigger and glorious than mine so it, it is awesome. a stereotype it's a stereotype but it's a context also meaning it is it mean is. that when i came up you know there white women with 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 booties were not even acknowledged like they were denigrated you know what i'm saying pushed right. um and also the to to, to to also uh to be more truthful also they didn't have the body type. There was a contrasting of body types, and that body type might totally. might have also had to do with that there was a heavier diet culture at the time that was oh, yes. amongst white women at the time. You know, now it might have gone over eating disorders. Though eating disorders are definitely in all communities, at a certain time, you know, that body type was also a burden to white women that they had to hold that. Black women be like, yo, they don't really, you know what I'm saying? They were like, yo, they like us like this. They like us thick. Like, right, right, right. You know, but back to the also hip hop joints. So put them on the glass. Um, of course. Yes. Uh, well, it's hip hop influence, but no, 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 no. So is hip hop. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Is is not. Okay. But Khalees, Milkshake. Ooh, I love Khalees. Ooh. Milkshake. See, and you know, it took forever for people to. It, it, it did take forever, but a lot of people just couldn't understand. Like, what does milkshake mean? Milk. I always thought that was so strange. That, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not it uh, is, super sneaky. Right. 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 It's it's, it's it's such coded language. Like, not really. Right. It's milkshake. You know, what I'm saying. So that's another titty song. Um, fair watch. <laughs> you know. Whistling? What's that? What did you say? What song? Um, Simon Says by Pharrell Monch. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's a directive. That is a you know. Tell you directly what to do. And of course, <laughs> you know you got Tiger with Rack City. You know. Oh yes. And, yes. Um, you know, and and of course, you know, like I said, what we went with, with Biggie. You know, well, it's not actually Biggie. It's actually Junior Mafia. Um, but Biggie in it. Oh right. Right, yeah. but that's okay. the classic that's the classic line you know but back to you know the circulation of of, of, the, of the sexualization you know it's interesting because like I guarantee you and I did this on purpose and I keep saying titties and tickle bitties and all this kind of stuff in this podcast on purpose because oh, yeah. I guarantee you that it will cause a full circle of different people to check this podcast out 
that normally wouldn't. And right. those <laughs> things can be doorways to talk about health things, like I said, like breastfeeding. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, so to, to circle back into our, you know, non-titty rubbing, but back to talk about breastfeeding, um, what, uh, in terms of original women, um, what kind of challenges do you feel that original women have breastfeeding versus, you know, their white counterparts? Right. I, you know, I think it's mostly, I don't live in a community where I am surrounded by many original women. I mean, I have, I have a very small circle. Um, so as far as that community itself, I can't speak at large. I can't say where I live the, and what I see between me and the two girlfriends that I have, um, that have kids. Um, it really does run up against money. I mean, it's, it's money. You have to go back to work. Right. Um, and so, so even in the situation that I am in, I mean, I had to, I, I've been fortunate and I have been, um, persistent in the per financial opportunities that will allow me to stay with my children and nurse them because that's just what I do. I, I, stay and I raise my kids and I nurse them um, as long as I possibly can. So it's about being able to A, make the sacrifices that are necessary to keep that going because it's really hard. Um, so I can say that from where I live and what I see, I know that me and the other sisters like me that have young children that we nurse, the things that they come up against um, are being able to meet the bills, meet their portion of their bills um, while being available to their child to nurse. It's very hard to do. The, and so, you know, having, having a family that has money that can let you move back in with them um, so you don't have to work having partners that, you know, have families that will pay. Those are the things that I see mm -hmm. around me um, that I think not all people, I mean, just not all people are fortunate enough to have that. It is the commitment, the time that it takes to nurse. I, you know, you can make a bottle, you can put some formula in hot water and shake it up and, and feed a baby a bottle in 20 minutes. And mm -hmm. that's no joke. 20 minutes so you know every time I sit and I nurse my kid it's a half hour 45 minutes that I'm sitting and nursing my baby so there's not a lot that's getting done outside of that as far as you know not only can I not work obviously while I'm doing that um, it's not the kind of thing that I can take a break from work I'll be back in 45 minutes every couple hours after I nurse my kid it's not easy to do when you're at work um, but even little things like getting the dishes done, the laundry done, keeping the house clean. There are a lot of expectations um, that you're supposed to keep up with as far as the outside world's concerned. So I think in general, just women in general, it's super difficult to shake those kind of expectations off and be like, check it out. What did I do today? Um, I fed myself and I nursed an entire human being and that's good enough for me. I think that's difficult for women to do in general. As far as original women are concerned, 
I think that there is a lack of support. Um, like I said, I'm not comfortable speaking for the whole community because I don't interact with them, you know, on a regular basis as far as nursing is. But I, I really of support. It is easier um, to do things the way that everybody else expects and the way that everybody else is used to and, and get back on your grind and get back doing, you know, what needs to be done immediately right then. And, and it's like, it's like you said, hospitals and I just, there is such a push from all directions because people really do focus on, you know, when you get pregnant, people don't say, you know, people say a lot of really positive things. I don't mean to make it sound like people are just negative, but you know, when you're talking about having a child, especially in the beginning, the first one, people are all always so concerned about how you're going to afford this and make sure you save money for this. People put a lot of energy into discussing that with you. You know, make sure you get diapers, make sure you do this. You're always going to need a lot of extra this and blah, blah, blah. And nobody ever really stops to say, Hey, I hope you are ready and I hope that you are surrounded by people that will fill you up because you are going to have to give a lot to this little person to keep them together. That's part of the reason why I nurse because it's not just, it's not just like the actual milk that they are taking in that is good for them. It's the slowing down of life and focusing on the person that you've created and giving them that that support and that undivided attention and nursing does that you know it really does that and and so and so i think that part of the problem is that people don't stop to think about that there is not enough focus and there is not enough emphasis on standing behind women and saying you know, you, your whole being, everything that you are as a human and as a woman has just left your body and is existing in another person outside of you. And that's not something that is, I mean, how do you not focus on that? You know, so, so expecting women to go right back to work and, and still keep the house clean and still keep up, you know, social responsibilities and wifely responsibilities homekeeping responsibilities that, that kind of pressure I feel I feel like is what pulls women out of the focus and the bonding that becomes such a huge part of nursing I feel like subconsciously it's part of the reason why pumping is so difficult for women because it's like why am I putting myself through this it's not always the most physically comfortable thing to nurse a baby and, and breast milk especially in the beginning you know I've had four kids and every time my milk comes in after I give birth it is a mess it is uncomfortable it is painful it is an adjustment every time my body does that to me every single time um, and so to go through feeling similar to that for a machine, you know what I mean? It pulls you out of the whole point. It pulls you out of the bonding that should be happening when that milk is expressed from your body, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like that is a huge barrier for women. People focus on the wrong things. They don't, they don't stop and be like, Hey, it's okay to turn off your life for the next couple months and let your body continue to supply life for this new person, you know? So, I actually think that's an, an incredible uh, plateau to, to end on, you know, which is, you know, bonding levels that go on 
breastfeeding and, and, and the different levels in terms of like the whole the whole thing evolves and you know truly 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 thank you Lisa for coming through and um giving us yeah. insight about you know breastfeeding titty rubbing and uh Thank you. Uh, we didn't really talk about titty rubbing, but we talked about titty, so that's good enough. And, well, let's just throw this in there. It's like breastfeeding is super awesome and necessary, and so is titty rubbing. Like, be a titty rubber. It's okay to like titties. Like titties all day, every day, but respect titties, too. You know what I mean? Like, titties, titties don't exist for, for you and you alone. Titties exist for a lot of reasons, and I think if you have a well-rounded appreciation of what makes titties so amazing you know i mean you're likely you're likely to have access to a lot more of them i'll put it that way there is nothing i can say after that folks (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing i can say after that yo thank y'all for coming through again thank you Um, of course thank you um, hood health hood health come through we're gonna have more talk like this all the time i'm telling you this is gonna be one of our top rate so you know, peace. <laughs>